The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. This is week one in which me and Joshua are now in the Philippines doing God's work. Amen. And uh, what I'm going to teach and share with you is what I have been teaching in the Philippines regarding the prophetic school. It is important for us to learn and at the same time to discern if they're from God, if they're judgment, what are we going to do about it, okay? So it's going to be an amazing thing. Sometimes I take for granted what I learned from the Holy Spirit, and I thought that every Christian's are hearing the voice of God and, and they're walking the supernatural. But I have to backtrack and share with you, even though you already know it, it is good to hear it and hear it over and over again. Amen? Okay, so this is concerning about prophecy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. In other scripture, it says, do not treat prophecy with contempt, right? So down to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 6, it says, Now, brothers, if I come to you and speak in tongues, what good will it be unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or word of instruction? See, the gift of tongues is for us, for our own edification, but prophecy is for the church, Okay. Don't say that prophecy are not for today. The book of Revelation is a book of prophecy, okay? Revelation 1.3, blessed is the one who reads the word of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. We've been getting from the Spirit of the Lord saying, time is of the essence. Let us not waste any more time, okay? and the importance and the purpose of the prophetic school so that we will not take the word of God lightly, okay? In Revelation 22, verse 18 and 19, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes word away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this book. That is very, very clear. You don't add or take away anything from the book of Revelation. And I'm going to revisit that again, okay? When God instructed me in January 2023 to start a prophetic school, I was in shock. Yes, I knew how to prophesy At that time, I hear the voice of God, and He was speaking to me in dreams and visions. But I never really saw myself teaching the prophetic school, nor had the desire to do it. I never wanted to be in the front line. So I told the Lord, yes, I'm going to do it, but I need to attend a prophetic school. But He said no. 
So I wanted to explain to him, Lord, I know how to prophesy, but to teach it, that is different. I don't have any clue. But you know what the Lord said to me? Good, Christina, so that you will hear me and obey my instructions, I will give you the syllabus. You share with them how you learn from me, the Holy Spirit. You share with them your supernatural experiences. And I was working at the office then with uh, my kids. And I said, when is this going to happen? This is the second or third week of February, okay? And told me, the first one is February 19, 2023. And the Holy Spirit started telling me, and I went into my computer and start outlining the syllabus. He clearly emphasized to me that the primary purpose of the prophetic school is to teach God's people and to develop the true characteristics of a true prophet of God. It is important to him. It is not just you have the gift and you go here and there. No, God wants to develop the true characteristics of the prophet of God. And it was developed. This prophetic school started through and by discipline and training in building up characters, not to seek the limelight. So the first outline became the characteristics of the true prophet of God. What is prophecy and what is its purpose? The purpose of the office of a prophet, the supernatural experience of the prophet. And when you prophesy, before you start prophesying, especially to the nations and other people, you have to understand and learn the focus of the prophetic. What is the focus of the prophetic? We have to focus on the heart of God, the word of God, the will of God, the purpose of God in your life, the voice of God, and the holiness of our God. Of course, we learn how to judge prophecy, and it became simple as years go by. How do you judge a prophecy? Whether it is the will of God? It calls for repentance. God gets all the glory. It benefits his people. And of course, you'll be blessed too. The litmus test in the life of a Christian in every area must be God gets the glory. You don't get any. Okay, You get to keep the blessings and the goods. That you'll become a blessing to the people of God. It benefits God's people. And prophecy has to be spiritually discerned because they came from the Holy Spirit. And of course, front and center is our Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 19.10, the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. It's never been about ourselves. It's never been about the prophet and how anointed the prophet or how exact the prophecy. God looks at the heart and It has to testify. It has to point towards our Lord Jesus Christ, his ways of doing things, a revelation about who you are in Christ Jesus and the revelation of Christ. Amen? Okay. The next segment, I believe, is the heart of God. I'm reading 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. You must understand this at the outset. Interpretation of scriptural prophecy requires the Holy Spirit for it does not originate from someone's own imagination. No true prophecy comes from human initiative. 
but is inspired by the moving of the Holy Spirit upon those who spoke the message that came from God. Okay? It is not by our own interpretation. So for those that are in the prophetic or every Christian, it is God's will that all men shall be prophets. Okay? We need to be extra careful when we give the interpretation of the end times. But rather, focus and study and learn about the church. Do not focus on the Antichrist and whatever the bad things that are happening in the world. I want to emphasize this to you. Your flesh, your own mind, wants to focus on these things. The head knowledge, the judgment, the Antichrist, and the body of Christ get sucked in and get into all kinds of troubles when they focus on the eschatology who focus in the Antichrist, the mark of the beast, and the timing of God. Jesus already told us, no one knows, only God the Father knows. And we always get into error, but many, many books are being sold because of this eschatology. God gets the glory for it? No. Do people get saved? They get saved because they were afraid. They don't get saved because they are convicted by the Holy Spirit of their sins and they needed a Savior. When everything else is stopped, and then they'll go away again. So there is no true conversion if it's based on fear. Are you getting this? It's not scriptural, body of Christ. But if we teach the end times, we need to meditate on the letters to the seven churches, the Holy Spirit, and of course our Lord Jesus Christ being front and center. Because the end times, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God and of Christ. That's in the book of Revelation. We cannot add or change that. And at the same time, don't ever say that there are no more prophets or apostles in our days on the pastors. That is totally false. I'm a pastor. Even though some of you don't agree because I'm a woman, it has nothing to do with my gender. It has something to do with the calling of God that is upon my life. What's the matter? You don't have any problem in acknowledging me as a prophet, but you have a problem with me being a pastor? So don't ever say that there are no more prophets and it has already ceased and apostles in our days, only pastors. It is an error. And pastors, don't ever say that you are the guardian of your congregant's soul. No, you're not. Okay? Everybody has to take a responsibility. We are commanded to walk our salvation with fear and trembling. We don't carry them towards their salvation. Who do you think you are? Guardian. Take responsibilities instead, okay? That is a dangerous ground. It is out of order and very dangerous, all right? The five offices, I'm just quoting you the scriptures, including apostles and prophets, will remain active here on earth until the body of Christ is matured. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 15. And I'm going to read from NLT, okay? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. This is the reason and the timing when the prophets and apostles will go away. All the five offices. I just want to remind you, 
that prophets and apostles and teachers are in the book of Revelation, but not the pastors? Because here's the reason why. Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Verse 12. Their responsibility. Whose responsibility? All the five offices. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I always say that there, there are ministries that are daycare center. Come here, we provide entertainment, and we feed you every Sunday. That's a daycare center, body of Christ. Okay? We all have to mature. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we'll be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Full and complete standard of Christ. Then, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Amen? Okay. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Why there are prophets nowadays? It's Jesus who warned us. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. Okay? The Lord Jesus warned us about false prophets and false teachers, so there has to be true prophets and true teachers. The prophets John the Baptist, Anna, Agabus, the daughters of Philip the Evangelist. Okay? One of the outlines the Lord gave me is the focus of the prophetic or the focus of an office of a prophet. I repeat them again. The heart of God, the word of God, plan of God, the voice of God, the will of God, the holiness of our God. Example for you to ponder and examine the fruit in light with what is going on in this world. When David sinned against God, and I'm going to discuss David again in the next program. When David sinned against God, he went into prayer and he had the audacity to pray to God, God, do not punish me for what my sin deserves. And God described David as a man after his own heart. David knew the characteristics and the heart of our God. Now, there were examples, there were various prophecies released over this country over the course since 2021. 
judgment, deaths of political leaders. I know, I know, I've been harping on this for several months now, but I need to address it, okay, until we all get it. Oh, they're waiting, they're waiting, this is going to happen, this is judgment's going to happen, and somebody's going to die. What is the will of God? The will of God is that all men shall be saved, okay? What is the purpose in the heart of our God? Remember, focus on the prophetic, focus on God. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever receive him shall not perish, but to have everlasting life. Verses 17. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. I always say, severe judgment or punishment of the wicked is God's last resort. It's not the first, it's not the second, it is the last resort because he is a merciful and a loving God, okay? Ezekiel thirty-three eleven. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways so they can live. So when the Lord says there will be judgment against a nation, against a leader, or a group of people, as a prophet or as a Christian in the prophetic, Always ask the Holy Spirit what you can do, how He wants you to pray, or just go ahead and intercede before you release that prophecy. It is not important for you and I to be recognized as a prophet of God when the prophecy released is a judgment. God called you and I to intercede like Moses for God's deliverance over His people and not just Moses, we need to be the one who will turn the wrath of God from a nation. Every time we have some issues, every time some will prophesy that United States of America will fall, or else God is going to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah, as if they don't live here on planet Earth. So I went before the Lord and said, Lord, what can I do? and said, I will do whatever you want. I will go wherever you want to go. It will be a seed for this country, for United States of America, so that judgment, even if it will manifest, it will be less severe. It can be postponed, or it can completely turn around, because I know our God. So every time I go to a foreign country, just like where we're now, I reminded God, and I reminded our partners and members of Freedom Fellowship Church and partners of SAGMI, this is a seed for our country. This, where we're going, is a seed for our state. It is a seed for our children and children's children's forever. As long as the earth endures, there is seed time and harvest. Do not be mocked. God cannot be deceived. Whatever a man soweth, he shall also reap. So it is, is a seed. It is an investment for this country. And don't wait. Don't wait until it happened. And then pray to God that the judgment will manifest real soon. No. We pray for their salvation. We pray and intercede for God to disrupt 
and to frustrate whatever they're planning, whatever wicked plots that they have to be exposed and to be dealt with. Only the hand of God can uproot this wicked thing that is happening, this wicked root that is happening in Washington, D.C. Only the hand of God. And you and I, we need to focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to take responsibility and what we must do. And let us trust God that he's going to do it. He is very merciful. Amen? So David prayed, Do not punish me, God, for what my sin deserves. This is my interpretation or translation. And do not take away the Holy Spirit from me. He didn't deserve, but he knew God. If you say that, oh, those people are so wicked, they're so bad, they deserve it, I don't know about you. I used to be a sinner, and I made mistakes in the process too. And I was going to hell, and Jesus called me by name. I got saved, and I did not have to pay for my sins. I did not have to suffer from what my sins deserve. That same grace, the same mercy, God gave his son to the world to save the world, not just you and I. Besides, if you and I will continue to pray and thank God for our country, the judgment, even if it will come, it will be lessened, it gets postponed, or it can completely turn around for good. God gets the glory, it benefits the people, and it bless you as well. We have so many issues in this country. We were bombarded by many wickedness, but let our lights shine into the darkness. And you know what? The darkness will cease to exist. God has been merciful in this country because we have many Christians here that are supporting the Great Commission all over the world. Since there is nothing that we can do about what they're doing, if you're going to look at the media and all these corruptions, what possibly can you do? In the natural, you can't. And some of us are even afraid to even speak out. Then let us do things God's way. Let the enemy, let Satan underestimate you and I. Like Goliath underestimated David. Because the things of the world and the ways of uh, God's enemy is about the flesh. It's about what you see. It's about uh, what you feel. It's, it's all of the flesh. But we are born of the Spirit. And we do things, spiritual things first. We thank God. We praise God. We sow seed and, uh, and we don't need to watch them. Some will water them and God will make things grow. And I have so many things to say to you, but I'm running out of time. And I want you to focus. You are destined for greatness. You make a difference. God does not play favorite. You and I, if we'll just take responsibility and be united in Christ and know the ways of God, we will going to look back at this, a better person, a better Christian, and a much, much better and a righteous uh, country. God is not going to give up on the United States of America as he never gave up on me. God never gave up on you. All you need to do is to take a stand and really know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? God bless you for tuning in. Thank you for praying for me, and thank you for supporting this ministry. I would like to invite you to um, join us in our live streaming every Sunday 
and also every Wednesday at 7 p.m. While me and Joshua are in the Philippines, we're not going to have the usual evening Sunday service at 7. It will resume when we get back. But right now, in the evening, we will play the Sunday service again. Amen? So God bless you for tuning in. Until next time, and thank you for praying and celebrating our seeds in the Philippines with me. Amen? It will prosper. And me and Joshua, we're treating it as if it's the last opportunity for us to be in the Philippines to touch and empower the leaders, and to touch God's people. Amen? And I would like to treat this program as if it's my last program, so that I will take things seriously. Amen? So, until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Thank you.